Welcome to The Book Report, the podcast where we do book reports on books we haven't read since the last time we did book reports. My name is Natalie, and my pronouns are she, her. And my name is Jen, and my pronouns are also she, her. Remember the Animorphs? Neither do we. This week, we're reading Megamorphs 1, The Andalite's Gift by K.A. Applegate in 1997. Hey, Natalie, do you remember what happened last time? Well, so <laughs> here's the thing. Um, as it turns out, in reality, in real time, Dwin and I are well into recording season two and realized that we missed Megamorphs 1, which is an, a secondary series mm-hmm. related to Animorphs. So to answer your question, no, I don't remember what happened in book seven. And this is now book 7.5 before we get to book eight, which in reality we have already read, but we're pretending we did not read mm-hmm. in order mm-hmm. to catch up on book 7.5. I'm pretty certain that book seven was the one with Cassie as a wolf. Oh, okay. They just I'm pretty acquired certain. a wolf morph. Okay. I think so. Neat. Now that um, I said that, I don't actually know if that's true, but I'm, I'm going to say it. Okay. You know what? I like that you said it with confidence. Um, yeah. So anyway, we're going to pretend that we haven't read anything past book eight. Mm-hmm. We're going to read book 7.5, and in the future, we will read all the megamorphs in their appropriate time. Um, Dwin, are there other side series books that we're going to read? There are. Um, we have to look them up. There's all the Chronicles books. So the Hork Bajir Chronicles is one. We have are those not like, gotten. Those are canon, though, right? I think those all are. The ones that that oh. are not canon are the Alternomorphs, which I think we decided we were either not going to read or put them off and read them at the end. I think I'd rather read those at the end. I want to read yeah. canon because I'm a true fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I care about about knowing the truth of the matter, you know? So we're going to leave Alternomorphs till later, but yeah. we will read the Chronicles. We just haven't gotten to them yet in the series. Yeah, I think those um, start at, like, late in the teens. Yeah, so we will get to them. Um, Natalie, you and I have just recorded episode 12, I, I think. think so, yeah. Um, so we are not there yet. We will be there soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, but... That's if this episode sounds different or weird, that's why. <laughs> Come with us, suspend your disbelief, and <laughs> believe that we don't know shit past book seven. Yep. Um anyway, Dwin wrote a book report. Yes, gonna- I I did want to just put it out there that Megamorphs is really different than the rest of the Animorphs because it is longer. Um and I feel like a lot more happened. Than maybe in a regular Animorphs. Yeah, it's like more action-packed. Yes. And it's not a single narrator. Every chapter is a different narrator. So I definitely, I'm sure I have missed some stuff in my book report just because it's so different than writing a book report about the regular Animorphs. Um, but I did my best. Hey, friend, why are you why are you shitting on yourself before I've even read it? Well, I'm just I'm just like setting expectations. You trying to keep the bar low? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, here I go. I'm going to read it. All right. This week, we read Megamorphs number one, The Andalite's Gift. This book is the first Animorphs book told from the perspective of multiple Animorphs. It's also much longer than the books from the regular series. The book opens with the Animorphs doing regular kid things, like going to a sleepaway gymnastics camp and going to a birthday party. Unfortunately, when Rachel goes to get the bus to camp, she decides to morph and ends up attacked by crows and is knocked out. When she wakes up, she has amnesia and is morphed. She freaks out, but gets it together and demorphs. 
Meanwhile, Cassie and Jake go to a birthday party, and Marco and Axe show up as mice because they have poor decision-making skills. Scott's so true. <laughs> After getting caught as mice, Marco and Axe run into the house and demorph. A dust monster shows up, attacks the house, then vanishes when it is distracted by Rachel morphing. It goes to chase her while the gang tries to figure out what happened. The monster causes a lot of chaos and gets caught on video on the news, so when the team sees the video, they realize Rachel is in trouble. Rachel ends up running into a woman living in a shack in the woods. The woman throws her through a trap door because she thinks Rachel is a yerk and then tries to burn the cabin down. Rachel morphs to escape, causing the monster to show up. Axe also turns up just in time, but in trying to save her, gets taken by the monster. It turns out that the monster is controlled by Visitor 3, and he has Axe as prisoner now. In classic villain form, he tells Axe way too much of his plot. God, he really does. He gives it all up. The team slowly figures out the monster is attracted to morphing and come up with a plan to keep it moving by stealing Cassie's dad's truck and driving around while someone morphs. While this is happening, Rachel is having a real tough time, sneaking into a house to rest while she keeps getting more memories. She gets caught, turns into an elephant, and escapes. She meets up with Cassie, and then there's a lot of chaos and action while the Animorphs try to deal with the monster. Marco ends up getting taken, but by the time he shows up on Visitor 3's ship, Axe has turned into a flea and has escaped from the jail box. <laughs> Axe semi-morphs, making the Velik attack Visitor 3 while Axe is attached to him. In the chaos, Axe and Marco are able to escape and morph midair into birds. The gang reunites and hatches a plan to defeat the Velik. In the end, they all turn into dolphins and swim out into the ocean, where Cassie becomes a human and acquires a whale morph. She then turns into a cockroach, flies on Tobias very high, then jumps off and turns into a whale as she falls. The Velik tries to carry her away, but she's too heavy, so she drags it into the water, where it basically dies, and the Animorphs have saved the day again. I mean, I think you covered everything that cool. happens. It's a really action-packed book. Like, yes. not a lot of chit-chat, just action. Yes. Um, I mean, I think this is, this is pretty good. A minus. Cool. Thank you. Why not an A? <laughs> no, I just, you set the bar low, I feel like, because you were going for an A. <laughs> uh, um, no, I thought, I thought it was great. Um, but do you want to talk about the Velik? That's the only new yeah. creature that we learn mm -hmm. about, and it's a weird one. Yeah, so it's not actually one thing. It's actually a lot of things. A lot of small creatures. It's a, it's a swarm. Yeah. Um, and it sort of, when it, when it, um, shows up and is like actively doing things, it takes a, like a shape, but when it's not actively doing something, it just sort of like dissipates. Yeah. It just exists as, as little dust particles. And it sounds like it's not visible to the human eye when it's not in that sort of like masked form. Yeah. Um, here, yeah, so it just find. kind of, it like floats around in the atmosphere. Um, and we learn from Vizier 3 that they found it on Saturn. And they were like, yes. this seems like fun. Let's take one of these. And um, it normally just wants to eat anything that has energy at all. And it, it doesn't mm -hmm. really consume them, but it consumes their energy. And they they trained it so that it goes after morph energy and it traps that brings it back and gets a treat basically so yeah. like the analogy they use in the book is like a hunting dog right like it hunts the fox but it doesn't eat the fox it just brings it back and then it gets a treat from the person who's doing the hunting 
Yeah. And the way I think Marco describes it, uh, says he, he says it looks like this. It was gigantic, enormous, a creature that seemed to be made of nothing but teeth and blades and destruction. It was like 20 hork glued together and given dragon, dragon wings. Um, and it basically like destroys the house that they're in. Um, and then it says, um, it looked down at us with a dozen weird eyes that seemed to be stuck here and there at random. Stared at us the way I'd seen Tobias stare at his prey. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what we know about it. Uh, so and it says, and then to my utter relief, uh, to my utter relief and utter amazement, the thing began to disperse. He just became dust again, just a cloud of dust that thinned and disappeared. Yeah. So it, it just is dust and then it shows up and is super destructive. Yeah, and it's interesting because it's super, super powerful when it's in air and on land. Like, can't beat it. It will, it yeah. will just, eat, like, literally it eats Rachel's bear paw off. Um, yeah. But it cannot be near water. As soon as water touches it, it is forced to dissipate and it dies, yeah. effectively. Um, yeah. Pretty wild creature. Not yeah, one, was... and usually, usually when we get a new creature, it's because someone wants to morph into it. Yeah. But in this case, it was um, a pet. And literally, velik means pet, apparently, in yeah. the Yerk language. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, that was a pretty cool addition. And, like, I think that some, like, it's not that the, the creatures that the Yerks have are not scary. I think probably a taxon or a Corpusier are scary. This feels a lot scarier. Yeah, just because it's it can show up at any time, and also at the beginning they don't know what's causing it to show up, and that's I think really frightening. Right, and it's also um, it's not really intelligent life like from yeah. what they learn from the Yerks. It's basically like it runs on the instinct of ah, I found energy, I will take it, and it does. Yeah. It doesn't really care otherwise, mm -hmm. so it can't be reasoned with. It will just eat you. Yeah, it was wild. I really enjoyed it. It was a cool creature addition to the sort of library of creatures we have. Yeah. Um, yeah, a strong choice for this book. Yeah, I really and liked pretty it. Pretty darn scary. Well, and also something with not an obvious way to fight. True, true. Yeah, yeah they actually had to problem solve it. Um, I, okay, so we, we've already touched on how this book is different. I feel like this was not written by K.A. Applegate. Like, the tone was so, so different. And so I was wondering if it was a ghostwriter, and I asked Wynne earlier, and she said she looked it up, and I'm about to find out in real time. So so I went on Wikipedia, which I'm sure is 100% accurate and has never Absolutely. had an error. Mm -hmm. um, my understanding is that she did write this. Um, really? It sounds like she wrote all of the Megamorphs. Um, we won't start seeing ghost-written stuff until we get to kind of book 25. It sounds like where it kind of starts. Wow, she was in a different mood when she wrote this because it really did feel like a different narrator to me. Yeah, so I, I'll be honest, I was looking at Megamorphs because I wanted to understand why they are written as a separate thing. Like, I think it's really cool, but I was trying to understand, like, why was this a story that they chose to tell this way versus just, like, the regular yeah. um, books? Because I understand, like, the way it's written is very different, but, like, nothing about it feels so inherently different except for that typically with each of the regular Animorphs books um it's like one character has a main struggle and then the rest of them so they don't necessarily have main struggles we don't hear a lot about it and this book they clearly wanted you to get Cassie feeling useless and um and it also wanted you to have Rachel having all the amnesia stuff like there were multiple perspectives that were important to it 
It was just um, more complex. Yes. I thought it was really good and it is way more complex, but I don't, I was trying to understand why megamorphs exist and why the animorphs weren't written like that or why this was chosen to be told this way versus just like, this is book eight mm-hmm. and or whatever the animorph series. The answer is I don't know. <laughs> um, to be to be totally fair, it's possible there are more articles about this. I am very careful when I start researching animorph stuff because I don't want to get spoiled. And we're still really early in the series, so a lot of things are spoilers for me. Yeah. Um, if someone's listening who does know the answer to this, I'd love to know. But I, yeah, I don't know why this book is so different or why. Maybe them, it's and a reading only four level thing. Maybe it's a Maybe. reading level thing to be like animorphs is the entry level make and like megamorphs is a more complex and b it's longer right like the most yeah. of the books are only like 50 60 pages and this one's 100 okay and i just want to be clear if anyone's listening and getting confused in pdf oh what is yours a physical book no i know but like what are the pages um i would say they're usually like 160 ish and this one is 230 i think yeah see that's hella long it's like, much longer, especially for that, like the age level we think these books are for. Yes, yeah, so maybe this is just for older kids to keep them involved in the series. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like it. I thought it was really good. Um, I think I, I like the Animorphs the way they're, they are, and I think they definitely make sense the way they are. I think this is the series that I would read more if I weren't doing the podcast. Yeah, this is a nice break. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like this. And there are four of them, so we will have three more of these little breaks plus the chronicles which i think are probably going to be similar in terms of just being like different cool i like it yeah all right you want to shit talk this book yes (laughs) now we've said some good stuff let's talk about (laughs) the book all right um yeah can we talk first about rachel and uh, i mean a lot of stuff happens to rachel boy Um, a heck of a lot and i have concerns yeah me too she hits a tree as a bird uh-huh. she hits the tree so hard that she fully loses all of her memory she doesn't even know her own name and she's halfway unmorphed when she wakes up and then has to figure out how to unmorph herself and like we have learned that when you demorph it heals your injuries apparently not severe brain damage yeah i would like to know oh. I don't understand how that is the case. Maybe because, the bird, like, died. Maybe this is what happens when you, uh, your morph dies? I don't... Well, but but it's not like she couldn't... Well, I guess we don't know if she could morph back into that bird or not. But, like, I don't understand that because your brain would change. Like, your brain also morphs when you morph because the brain that a bird uses is not the same thing as that brain that a human uses. Like, they, yeah. they'd be different. So I don't understand why you would re- retain brain damage. Yeah, it's yeah. really bad and concerning. Concerning. Um, and I, this book didn't have, like, they often have, like, a chapter at the end where it's like, oh, and now we're back to being regular kids. Uh, or we see them, like, do something. It's unclear to me that anybody went to Rachel's parents or, like, took her to a doctor. Yep. And we're like, hey, she hit her head really hard. Can you just make sure she's okay? Um. Which I think tracks that does seem consistent with the animorphs that they that don't do that because you can't logic. explain it. Yeah. Um, and they're also teens, so they probably are less aware of things like traumatic brain injuries. I don't know. If your friend forgets her name, I think even as a teenager, you'd be like, 
should we see a doctor? But they should also, we feel an adult? But they have also seen their friends go through some really horrific stuff. I think their sense of scale, and then also their sense of danger, right? Like, if you go to the doctor, okay, but no way okay. they can go without the, telling her family. But the other things that they've been through are, like, very clearly, like, war, and they are hiding their identities. This is not even that. She wasn't even, like, they could easily be, like, she tripped and fell really hard. Probably we should just give her, like, a CT scan and see what's going on. I feel like even kids know that. I mean, yes. However, I'm Not just the saying. the CT scan I, part, but, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I think they know that if she fell and hit her head so hard, she didn't go to camp, and then she just hid all weekend because her parents don't seem to, isn't that they tell her parents? Nope. Um, and why did no one from the camp call and be like, Rachel hasn't shown up? I have. Okay, so I wrote a bunch of notes about this because I was like, I don't understand. There are so many moments. Like, I I have worked in, not in child, well, no, I was a teacher, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, I have worked with kids. If a student of mine just didn't show up and one of my TAs hadn't heard from the family, we'd call and be I like, mean, hey, we talked kid's about not this, here. We talked about this about Tobias, too, right? Yeah, that's like, right. Shouldn't a teacher call? I don't, I don't understand, and especially for an overnight camp. Because she's going to be there overnight. Like, if someone's going to have your child overnight. Um, okay, but here's the thing. So I... Also, I you had would just thought, put your kid on a bus, on, like, a generic city bus, and be like, all right, get to camp. Good luck. Well, they didn't Peace even out. put her on the bus. They just said go. And then she <laughs> went there herself. Which I know the 90s were a different time. And, I like, I know, I feel like I hear a lot about, like, when I was a kid, it was different. Kids were more independent, which is true. Kids have sometimes been more independent in the past. But this is next level independent. This is too this independent. Is- Going to, I I think, out-of-state gymnastics camp on a, what, a Greyhound bus? A city bus? I don't know. Like, it's... Okay. Well, but here's the thing. I I looked this up because I was like, I do not, like, the camp knows she's coming, right? Because you you don't just send a child to overnight camp. No. And then they just sign up when they get there. Like, that would be insane. Um, That's just not how that works. Um, And so, hold on, I'm looking at this book right now. Um, yeah, like Rachel in the beginning is like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to go or not. I feel like I shouldn't go to this camp. And then she said, it's just a stupid two-day gymnastics camp that I signed up for a long time ago. So like she signed up for this camp. And then when she's at the bus stop and she's talking, like she's thinking about if she should go see Tobias or whatever. Um, so she's thinking, oh, I can go see him and then I'll come back. No problem. And so she said this. Um, it's funny how it had never even occurred to me that I was in a very dangerous position. See, my mom and my friends thought I was heading to camp. They wouldn't expect to see me for a couple of days. But the camp people didn't think I was coming, so they wouldn't expect to see me either. What does that mean? Does that mean that she canceled the camp? How did she do that? Did they not know she was coming? I don't get it. I have read this four or five times, and then I went back to read, like, did she say that she had canceled it? But I don't think... That she ever said that she She just wanted to go it. have fun in the forest for a weekend? No, so I think that she thought that she would go to the camp and, like, do that. And I guess just, like, I don't know. It's when all she of got Rachel's there. plot is one giant plot hole to me, this book. Yeah, like, to me, that's the biggest part is that I don't understand how that is possible like the camp people had to know she was showing up because no sleepaway camp in the world would just let some child show up 
and be like, well, all no. right, we'll take you in. Like they have to plan for that. They have to know how many kids will be there so they can yeah. have the right number of stuff. Well, so, okay. That's one. Where's the adult situation. There's another one that also gave me a hearty chuckle. They stole Cassie's dad's truck. Yes. And they're, they're, Marco is like careening down the street. He hits a bunch of trash cans. Like he's clearly scratching the car up. And then he like is driving through the forest and he's thinking to himself, like, I'm trying to be careful with the car. I got to return it to Cassie's, <laughs> Cassie's dad. And in my head, I'm like, oh, you sweet summer babe. Like one scratch on an adult's car and they are going to know and they're going to yeah. want to know what the heck happened. And well, I don't know. I think by the time this, so when this comes out, book, our episode eight has already come out. So our book eight has come out. Um, there wasn't any repercussion. Like they didn't mention this at all in no. book eight, that like Cassie's dad's car is fucked up. Yeah. Not mentioned. And also just the whole time I was reading, I was thinking about Cassie's dad. And like, I was like, God, the insurance claim. <laughs> <laughs> like that was all I could think about. <laughs> yeah. That car, like, uh, it's, I don't understand that. That was very strange. I also just want to point out, so this book, so much happens. And when I was writing the book report, I wrote down like a lot of chaos happened because I just didn't know how to describe all of the stuff that happened. There's like an elephant and there was a car driving like a wild person. And then there a was tiger like- a, in the car. There, yeah, like there was just so much stuff that was happening. Yeah. Any one of those things someone else should have seen. The tiger in the car, a million people should have seen that. Um, Completely. The elephant in the street, like- an I, elephant in the street running down the street with a girl on her back an elephant that burst out of your neighbor's house i would notice that like i try to like not talk to my neighbors i don't know them and the i don't police I don't were there i don't understand and then okay and also the police we hear in this book that the yurks have 10 percent of the police yurk so i mean there's 90 percent of the police force that are not yurk who definitely i get the yurks they're gonna look at an elephant running in the street and be like Andalites, got it. But the ninety percent, they no, should the, know. They should notice that that's weird. The other ninety percent are just the same bad cops we have now. I mean, true, but even a even a bad cop, even bad cops should be able to recognize an elephant bursting out of a house is abnormal. Look, and all of the neighbors, they should recognize that that is abnormal. You you make a solid point. But it seems like there are no adults in this town. It's like a Charlie Brown strip where just like the adults are like, wah, 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 wah. like they just, they can't. I wrote in my notes that I want to see this redone in the modern time because I would love this scene to be happening right now just because I would love to see what the next door page looks like. Because let me right. tell you, in my neighborhood, if there is the softest noise Every neighbor is like, what was that bang? I heard a bomb. I heard this. I heard a rocket. I heard an explosion. <laughs> and there's a thousand yeah. threads about it and a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah. fighting. If there was an elephant bursting out of my neighbor's house, the next door threads that I would see, I just would love to see this rewritten in this time because I would believe that the neighbors aren't out and about talking about it, but the next door would be just like, I think you, what you want is a book that is just screenshots of next door threads narrating yes. the entirety of Animorphs. Think about how fun that would be. That would be really fun. Actually. I would love yeah. to see the adult perspective on this book because they must notice. They must. They, they must. And, and they even say in this book, when they're on Visser 3's ship, that, no, actually Chapman, I think, says this when, they, when Cassie follows Chapman, that people were noticing that it wasn't just a tornado. 
Yeah. The dust people, thing. So like people were noticing eyes. something. Yeah. Which I think I talk a lot about. I want to know what people are noticing. I love that we heard that people were noticing it wasn't a tornado because we don't get that from the books, but I like hearing that it's happening. It's true. It's true. We don't get that at all. So yeah. Oh my God. That was the adults. Um, I had a that couple no of adults. points that I wanted to mention. Yeah. One of which is, I should have mentioned this when we were talking about the Velik, but I thought it was very fucking funny that Vizier 3 was like, ah, a horrible monster. I'm going to train it to eat Andalites while he is an Andalite. Like, <laughs> if he ever morphs, it oh, will yeah. just take him. He must have a plan for what's gonna, what he's going to do with it after he's done with it. I assume just put it in water. But, like, what is the... What, why? Like, why, why would you do that? That seems... Like, it's very unclear. strategy. Seems like you maybe don't deserve that promotion, bro. But I think, I, I think Visser 3 made a lot of strange choices in this book. And also, I think what was highlighted for me, we've talked a lot about Visser 3 being, um, uh, you know, just trying to get a promotion. Yep. Um, I think his performance review is going to suffer. He, he was a terrible boss. Someone was telling him they were having problems and he, like, straight up killed them. He murdered them. Yep. Like, he sure did. He... He wasn't, and then they were talking about how I think it was Chapman again was talking about how he was going to be demoted to like Visser Four or Visser Five. It does sound like he's doing a bad job. It it does seem like he's doing a bad job, and it does seem like he does not take feedback well. No, um, um, and I just I like think that that's something about, he should work on. I did like that he talked about that they they were suspecting his team suspected that there could be humans actually causing problems, but then he was like, "Oh, but I have an Andalite here, so actually it's fine. Don't worry about it." Yeah, so I'm just um, not gonna. I'm gonna remove that evidence from consideration. Think about the egg that must be on his face when he finds out. I'm assuming he finds out at some point. I mean, he hasn't yet, and in, even into the future books we've read, I just he's not the most brilliant smart guy. No, he's a terrible, terrible boss. It's just really a problem. It's honestly really funny to me. I love, <laughs> I love a bad guy that's vaguely incompetent, and he tells too much of his plan to Axe. I mean, that's just classic bad guy. You have to. It's, that is part of the job description. It, it is, but also he should stop because he wants that promotion. He probably shouldn't tell the Andalite the whole plan, like his whole, like, yeah. oh, Company this secrets. is how this beast works. And, like, and then also should at least, he should have made the jail box uh, like opaque much earlier so that he, that Axe couldn't see him sweating so hard. Yeah. Yep. I just... Strange I, just I just really loved it and I wanted yeah. to call it out. Um, I also, can we talk about Cassie? Oh my God, I love Cassie. Love Cassie. Um, this book reinforced to me that Cassie needs to be in charge. Like, she came up with the two major plans in this book, both of which mm. were honestly pretty decent. Most yeah. of the Animorphs plans are absolute trash. Both of these, not bad. No, I not agree. Not great, but not bad. <laughs> I also liked that she was the one who was able to help her girlfriend get her memories back. Like, that really warmed my heart. Um, that was nice, yeah. Because, you know, I do love a good romance. And again, I refuse to believe that Cassie and Jake are together. I'm sorry. I know people think that that's true, but it's not. It's not. Um, so I, it warmed my, my gay heart to see her, like, bringing her girlfriend out of this amnesia. And then literally riding her elephant girlfriend off into the sunset. I mean, love is real. <laughs> love is a girl riding her elephant girlfriend if that's not love then i don't know what is <laughs> yeah i mean i thought she was really solid in this book i mean she's she's genuinely 
usually the highlight of a book especially when she's a narrator and she got narration time just like everyone did but um the plan thing really like really stood out to me because um it they were clever plans they weren't just like brute force plans they were clever and I thought hey that's a nice change yeah and I also really liked at the end um she was feeling a lot of self-doubt um she she was feeling like she screwed up and like she's the reason why Marco got taken like I it's not that I like when she feels bad I like when we see some of their struggles uh, and then see them have success yeah Um, and so I liked seeing her really wondering like am I good at this am I the weak link am I the am I causing problems and then she has this incredibly good plan where she has this incredible risk which they say she's the only person who could morph like that Yep. Um, and like it, re- it required her to make this plan work. And I really liked seeing her like have this sort of low point where she was feeling crappy about herself and then finding that, that like real success. Yeah. Finding um, like the strength to do it anyway. Yeah. Even though I don't understand how no one saw a, f- a whale falling from the sky. Well, I they do were love in the middle of the ocean. They weren't off, off the coast. They were far Yeah. Out. But I mean, it just seems wild. There's a whale like, falling from the sky. Yeah. It's very big. Um, I. Oh, shoot. I was going to say something else about Cassie, and it just escaped my brain. Is it that she was the first person in these books to call Jake sexist? Hell yeah, I was. Oh, oh my god. I'm so sorry for waiting until, I don't know, it's been like 20 minutes into this episode, and I haven't talked uh, <laughs> crazy shit about Jake yet, but... Um, it wasn't a subtle call out of Jake being sexist. No. She I'm gonna just read said, it. said it. I'm just going to read it. Um... Uh, Jake had asked me to look in all the places she might have gone. He said I would know best where she hung out. That's Rachel. Maybe that was true, but it bothered me a little. It could be a little sexist on Jake's part, or maybe he was trying to protect me. Either way, it bothered me. I didn't want special treatment because I was a girl. That's right, Cassie. Yeah. Why are you trying to date this guy? Again, in my heart, she's not. not. She's not. (laughs) She has Xena, her warrior girlfriend. Uh, who she will ride down the street as an elephant. Yeah. I think that's a better outcome for everybody. I think so too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really, when I saw the word sexist, I was like, oh, sexist. Sexist. I'm so excited to see that like there's someone recognizing that because <clears throat> there is a lot of, and we've called it out a lot on the podcast. Like it's a lot of unfortunate moments. I mean, literally that, uh, in book one, when Jake said they shouldn't walk through the place because they are girls. Yeah. Jake, why are you the way that you are? no one knows what if you stopped and let cassie be in charge also oh oh my god this made me so mad cassie came up with the plan cassie executed the plan and then at one point rachel asks should we help her and jake says no let her do it and rachel's like one day jake's gonna be a general he's so good at this stuff cassie did all the work she did do all the work i was i was mad about that rachel that was not being helpful that's not what a girl a good girlfriend does that's not what a good girlfriend does Mm-mm. you know no anyway yeah i don't jake has not had a lot of good plans no Mm-mm. no he has not i said it before i would like to be proven wrong about jake but i really haven't been so far i would like to continue to be um right about jake so that i can keep making mm-hmm. memes about what a jerk he is cool I'll post more of them on our uh, social. Great. Uh, Um, Is that... Oh, no, we should talk about the whale. Yeah. Okay, the whale... So when Cassie... They they find a whale in the ocean. Mm -hmm. They go to the whale. 
Cassie like thought speaks to the whale and says like, please don't dive. And then acquires the whale. And as she's doing it, she gets the sensation like, oh, actually that wasn't allowed. That mm-hmm. she should have asked first and she didn't. And that that was a problem. Um, which implies that Andalite technology is somehow like gated. Yeah. Like that's an intelligent creature. You shouldn't have done that without asking. Like their technology has a morality literally like programmed into it. Yeah. I wonder if we'll see more of that. We, the only thing that we've seen so far of like intelligent morphs being acquired are um, when Axe acquires the rest of the gang. But, but even he, that's he does ask them. Yeah. I wonder, here's the one thing that I wonder though. I don't know a lot about whales versus other animals in terms of like who is the most intelligent, but I feel like gorillas are pretty intelligent. I think so too. Yeah. So like, where's the line? So I would love to know, I I would love to know if there's a logic to it or it's just like magical reason, like magically whales or if there's a, a logical reason. It seems like in this series, the whales are made out to be the, the like mystical figures yeah. that have like infinite wisdom rather than just being intelligent creatures, just like gorillas. Brief question that's sort of, sort of related. Could a yerk take over a whale? That would be wild. I don't think that they, they're so, I mean, they're so big. They're so big. Can a yerk actually spread itself out across an entire whale? That's what brain? I'm wondering. How big are whale brains? Let's let's take know. a quick tangent and Google that. How I just big wondered, are but whale brains. I think practically they wouldn't because it's not really advantageous for them to have a whale. Okay, our brain is about thirteen hundred cubic centimeters. Mm-hmm. An adult sperm whale's brain is eight thousand cubic centimeters. So it would be a big size difference. It would be a lot. Okay, well, that's just, I don't know. That's not really a serious question I expect to have answered because I can't imagine the reason for Yerks to take over whales, but, uh, you know. Well, I mean, Earth is only 30% land or whatever. Once they get tired of all the resources on land, they're going to just start taking over the ocean. Sharks, though. Sharks. You're right. Sharks. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. I know I am. Usually, that's kind of the way it is. Well... uh cool well that's that's kind of it for the book yeah should we go to study hall let's do it all right well class one going to psychology class um because something happened in this book uh chocolate mental health uh that i've been curious about we meet a lady well it is about mental health. I don't know if it was a good handling of that. No, no, no. I don't think it was. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. I, w- I, would, I would agree with you. In fact, I made some notes of that. I don't know that we have done this correctly. Mm, um, yeah. But we did meet uh, a lady in the woods. And she, when we first meet her, um, Rachel is like running around in the woods. Um, hold on. I'm trying to see if I can find where this is. Hold, please. Uh, okay, so she's a woman, she's living in the woods, she was thin, she had a canvas bag, so she's just sort of like doing her own thing in the woods. Um, and Honestly, clearly, kind of living the dream, doing your own thing in the woods. That's true. You, you love to it's see on, it. It's on Walden Pond, but for the modern age. Um, exactly. 
so she doesn't seem to be totally like, this seems like there's something going on um and rachel describes her as mentally ill she says she was mentally ill but she didn't seem dangerous and i wasn't exactly normal myself uh and then she called her the mad woman hmm. which was not great didn't hmm. think that was awesome i prefer that um, term only when used in like weird 18th century literature yeah or i think like self-referentially if someone feels like that's the right word for them i think that's fine that's fine um and then oh yeah she calls her insane like she keeps on like hitting like she's crazy she's insane which i was like i don't love that that seems i don't know there's something about it that feels weird to me i think it's just like a, it's like a different tone of writing like i don't know we wouldn't talk about someone or write about someone that way now unless well, you are bit- intentionally trying to display something distasteful about the person describing yeah. them you like, know this felt pretty ableist to me um which i didn't love um 90s but, yeah that was what i thought too um at first i was like i don't understand what's going on here and then i think i pegged kind of quickly i was like is this this is the yerk thing and then she said um she stopped sorting the clothing she turned a sly grin towards me my name or its name we are two not one yes yes you want to return the item so then i was like oh it's a yerk because that's weird so basically this woman ends up freaking out um and throwing rachel into like a through a trap door um because she's a rachel's a yerk so this sounds like somebody who had a yerk and then the yerk left and they've had some really serious like mental health problems since yeah something happened because the yerk left basically um yes like she lost control or something because the yerk left or the yerk did some damage because i mean i we've kind of talked about this that like what happens after your yerkless yeah seems like a thing where you can never leave and so maybe the yerk does some damage but yeah. um or even if you've been a controller like let's say we've know that yerks have been on earth for at least 2 years so if you've been a controller for 2 years let's say what does that mean about your your ability to like deal with the real world because you haven't had to even if the yerk doesn't do any intentional damage when it leaves yeah just like the your ability to like make decisions and to trust people like even just the ability to trust other people yeah well you shouldn't you should not um but i had another interpretation of that which is that she actually still has a yerk oh and it's a control battle that like it's for whatever reason the yerk is not fully in control and neither is she and so they're just like rotating back and forth zip zapping between them or something oh maybe i did not read it that way because because she says at the end she says you don't you don't want to hurt me. You just want to crawl inside my head like you did before. Crawl inside my head. Make me, make me give you my ch- husband. Make you give me, make me give him to you. My children, all for you, all for you. Controlling me in my head. But you died, didn't you, Yerk? Oh, you're right. Okay. So she does say that the Yerk died. So I am curious about a couple things. One, um, is this the woman from the Yerk pools? I want it to be. Our Lady Godiva, who is not really Lady Godiva. But that's what we've been calling her. I want it to be her. Yes. But did that Yerk die? It didn't die. She just was like free and they let her go. Yeah. Well, so she she escaped. They did not let her go. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the the Animorphs helped get her out of there. Yeah. Um, 
Um, or is this somebody else whose Yerk died mm-hmm. because of the Kadrona pools? Because we know that the could Has that not happened yet? I don't... Has that happened? That has happened. Has it? Yes. <laughs> yes! What book was that? <laughs> oh, I think that might have been book seven. Yeah, that wait, that was the Elemist, which, yeah, I think that was book seven. Book seven. Okay, great. Um, Good talk. Cool. Yeah, so is it that, that, like, the Yerk starves death? But then we know, like, I don't want to say anything that we know if we haven't seen it yet in the books. Um, like, it's just unclear what happened. I would love to know if this woman is that woman, but I kind of think she's not that woman. I would like her to be the Lady Godiva, but I kind of think she's somebody else. And then I, if that's the case, I would like to know how Who the heck is she? Die. Because does that mean that she experienced the the Yerk death thing that we saw in book six? I would presume so. How scary would that be if you didn't know? But Not then great. how did she manage to get to that place? Because the only way that they managed to make that happen for Jake is they tied him up in a cabin for three days. And she was able to do that thanks to his isolator cell for three days and the Yerk couldn't take control? Anyway, I'm very curious. Yeah. But I'm I'm glad we got to see this because it does show that there is some real damage done to a human brain. Yeah, there's consequences. In you some can't just way. send the Yerks off and be like, we're done with you. It doesn't seem like this woman died either. No, she lit the house on fire and ran off. So I wonder if we'll see her again. Maybe. Or it seems even unlikely. If her, even if not her, other people who have had similar experiences to her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it was so interesting and also we didn't get a lot of information because it doesn't sound like she's able to give a lot of information necessarily. Right. Like, it sounds like she's also living with a lot of really serious trauma. Right. Um, even with what little bit we know, it sounds like her husband is a controller and also her children. So like yeah. she's living with some really serious trauma and also probably has had some damage done to her, the physical structures of her brain. Yeah. So I would love to meet more people like her. Because I think that answers a lot of questions that I have. And like people who we could have more questions actually answered. And yeah. Where we could learn more versus... about situations and not just see yeah. a wild perspective from children. Um, it was the saddest part of the whole book for me. It was. It was very sad. So I agree. Awful. No, I totally agree. Oh. Shall we move on to our next class? Yeah. I'm just very sad for a bit. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Let's go to our next class. <laughs> All right, our next class is statistics. Yes. And I suggested the name for this class because as I'm sure we're all aware, statistics is about surveys mm-hmm. and taking surveys and collecting data. And so we're going to take the survey at the end of the Animorphs book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, we have, because Natalie and I went ahead and uh, we bought them on eBay, all of the Animorphs books, like the original, I guess the original run, I don't know, the ones with the morphing covers. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we have them uh, in this, yeah, must be the first run, because we have them this way, they have all the like marketing and things at the back. And one of the things that the Animorphs book has at the back for this issue is a little survey called, what do you think? Um, so I'm going to read the little header. I'm going to leave out the address because I don't think that's interesting. I mean, you can look sure. it up. It's not hard. No. It's just glass yeah. address. Um, okay. So it says, 
Hey, you guys, we want to hear what you think about the Animorphs. Just answer the questions below, fill in your name and address the back of the, and address on the back of the sheet and send your survey back to us. So we have some questions to answer about Animorphs. Mm-hmm. So how did you first find out about Animorphs? Our options are school book club, local bookstore, friend or family, library, school book fair, web, TV, commercial, or other. Natalie, how did you find out about the Animorphs? School book fair. Oh, I found it at the library. It's like a wire rack that had all the books in it. Nice. Animorphs only on that little wire rack. It's like a little rotating one. Wow. Yeah. Book two, or not book two, question two. <laughs> Who is your favorite character? Jake, Cassie, Rachel, Marco, Tobias, or Axe? I'm going to guess for you, Natalie, Jake? You could not be more right. No, just <laughs> kidding. Uh, it is Cassie. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I would say Rachel for me is a close second. So. I think Axe is my close second because he's funny. Hmm. I like his, uh, I like his jokes. Yeah, I think Rachel might be my close second. I, I think I said this before. No, maybe I haven't yet. Uh, my, my order is Cassie, Rachel, Tobias, Marco, Axe, Jake. Okay, mine is Cassie, Axe, Rachel, Tobias, Marco, Jake. Cool. Uh, okay, which of these characters do you like reading about most? hork Taxons, Yerks, Visser 3, Other. Visser 3. Yeah, same. I think that probably the taxons and Horkbusher could be interesting, but they don't have a lot of internal life going on. And this is a lot funnier. Very funny. Yeah, and not um, intentionally. Just we're laughing at him, not with him. Yeah, I think in an earlier episode, you cast. We were doing casting, and you said that his voice should be, um, oh God, the guy who he's in. Uh, he's in series of unfortunate events. Yeah, Patrick, wh- Patrick Warburton is that his name? Yeah, and so now but- I hear a lot of his his lines in that voice. Ah, I have not been thinking that in my head, but I really should. It'll make my reading more entertaining. Yeah, um, yeah. But like specifically when he's in the Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, the poison, the poison for Cusco, the Cusco yeah. poison. Like that voice. That's what I'm hearing when I read this or three now. So that really makes yeah. him a lot of fun for me. Good, good, good. Okay, next question. What is, what is your favorite book? Uh, the Invasion, The Visitor, The Encounter, The Message, The Predator, The Capture, The Stranger. Just What's one, the, two, which one is the Marco book? Whatever the Marco book one. Um, the predator the predator Predator. yeah it's a good one that's a really sad one it's sad but it's good it was a good story yeah i think i'm gonna agree with you on that one i think the predator was really good the capture i liked because it had a lot of information yeah we learn a ton yeah but i think you're right predator is better uh okay this is a really important question are you ready for this question Mm -hmm. which of these magazines do you like to read Nickelodeon Magazine, SI for Kids, Highlights, Boys Life, Girl, Teen Beat, YM, or Sassy, or Other. Highlights. I really did love Highlights. Because that was the one with all the short stories, right? Um, it was the one that was always in the doctor's office. I liked Highlights, and um, my other choice would be Other American Girl Catalog. Yeah, really yeah. big fan of reading that. That was catalog. a good one. <laughs> I also was a big fan of that. I think at this age, Time Magazine used to have Time for Kids. It was like a little insert in the middle. Yeah, they did. I loved that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think was, I was too young to have gone through my, like, um, one of like, the junior versions of, like, adult magazines. The, like, um, 17, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. a little too young for that. Um, probably at this age, Nick Magazine, but we never got it. I just got Time for Kids. Yeah, we, we never got magazines like that either. Okay, which of these book series do you read? Goosebumps, Babysitter's Club, Fear Street, Sweet Valley Twins, or other? 
I think I read a little bit of Babysitter's Club. And I did not read Goosebumps because I read the only, actually, I should say this. The only Goosebumps I would read were the Choose Your Own Adventure ones because I could make them less scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read Babysitter's Club. I also read uh, Magic Treehouse Club. I loved the Magic Treehouse. Yeah. My God, one. I was obsessed with those. Those are good. Love really those loved them. Um, where did you get your most recent Animorphs book? School book club order, bookstore, school library, public library, school book fair, supermarket, or other? Other? I went to the website <laughs> and yep. got it there. Yep. Uh, how do you buy your Animorphs books in numerical order, only the most recent titles, based on the cover design? Oh, absolutely. Based on the cover design. Are you I kidding? think, okay, I want to imagine if you buy your books based on the cover design, you must have the strangest order. Like, how do you just skip the books? Like, you, what if you really like the cover of book one and you love, and the next book you like is the cover of book 15? I don't know. You're 10 and you're just like, well, I guess this is the world. Huh. All right. <laughs> uh, okay, the next question. Do you know about the Animars website at http colon backslash backslash www.scholastics.com slash Animars? Boy, do I. I it up right now. Right now that it exists. If it still exists. Does it still exist? Nope. That looks like it says no. I don't think so. Oh, well, unfortunately. I think somebody bought that domain and made a phishing site or something. I see. <laughs> Yikes. Um, if so, how often do you visit the Animorphs website? Never? Once a month? Several times a week? I hardly ever visit it. Uh, once a week? Almost every day. Oh, I, it, Okay. If the website existed, I'd be on there every day. I think so, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, how many Animorphs books have you read? 150. 150? <laughs> Considering that's like almost, th- it's more, it's slightly less than three times the number of books in existence. Cool. Well, I don't know. I think at this point we've read 12. Uh, but we're pretending. No, 13. We only read eight. 13. 13, you're right, you're right. So, yeah. yeah, we've read a bunch. Not all, but, you know, a bunch more than there. we had. Yeah. yeah. And then this is, and then the next part of the survey is um, where you tell me your address. I will not be doing that, but thank you so oh, much. All right. Um, um, should we do the back cover uh, Well, survey? actually, wait, can I say something about this survey? Yeah, yeah. I truly believe that this survey led to understand the plot of the future books. Like, they, they were like, we don't know where we're taking this. And the publisher was like, I'm going to decide what the plot will be based on the outcome of this survey. Like, if everybody had said they want to see more taxons, we would have gotten a taxon spinoff series. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know how much of the series Kay Applegate had mapped out before she started. Well, because, like, why would they care about what we want to read more of and which is our favorite character? Like, unless it's to define what's going to happen. Maybe it's helpful to know, like, not not for the plot, but just, like, if you're making decisions about which characters you're going to feature on the side. Or, I don't know, like, I know that one of the Chronicles is the hork Chronicles. Maybe that was helpful in that kind of decision. Like, we want... Maybe a bunch of kids but said hork I, I don't know if that really shapes the whole book series, much as it shapes, like, smaller decisions. Yeah. Well, I feel... Okay. I feel like this is... Um, I mean, they wrote, what, 50... 54 of the main series but that's a lot of books all of which are sold pretty cheaply through the book fairs like i feel Mm -hmm. like it's um 
they're trying to crank them out. And so they need yeah. kids to be like, what do you want to read so that you'll buy more of this? Like, we're just going to keep cranking what you like and that's it. Yeah. No, I don't know. We'll have to, I, I will try and do more research, but very carefully. Or if someone's listening and they know the answer, let us know. Yeah, do. Yeah. Um, should we do the back cover question? Yeah. It's not, a, it's not part of the survey, but they had a contest, the Get Morphed contest, where I guess you wrote in with the answers to this question and then pick the best answers and they morphed you. Uh, your picture, not you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, the question is, what animal would you most want to morph into and why? Natalie. I mean, we've talked about this, right? Yes. I think, I actually don't remember what my first choice answer is, so I'll tell you what my answer is today, which is, I really, I love water creatures so mm-hmm. like it would be like a dolphin probably i think that's probably I what you, i said before you said something you said something like that before you said like a lot of water animals last time i love um, that idea i don't like to swim in my human body but i think i'd love to swim if i had a water body <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i think i would be some kind of cat I, well uh the first time i did this i said i wanted to be a unicorn but doesn't exist you also um, said cat though i think but i did also your second cat. choice because I feel like like a big cat, not like a little one, like a big one. Like a lion? Like, like a leopard, maybe. Because they Ooh, can climb yeah. really well, and yeah. they're very cool, and I don't know, they're just like a cool animal. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. Obviously, yeah. would not want to be a bug. No, 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 no. I think Absolutely we've not. learned that the, that's a really bad choice for morphing. Yeah. Absolutely not. Um, okay, oh. let's think of a, a weirder animal. Like, let's, let's, let's expand our horizons. I got it. Okay. Armadillo. Oh, okay. Why? Do you want to have the plague? They're, oh, you're right. They do have the plague. Yuck. <laughs> Would you also get the plague when you... I think they're the, just carriers. They're carriers. It's fine. But, like, how cool to be able to roll up into a ball. Yeah. I just think that would be fun. Yeah. And I would like to experience what that feels like. That's a good one. That's my, that's my little I think my wilder one. one. Um, I feel like, is an octopus weirder? Oh, yeah, that's a good choice. They're so weird and smart. They are um, smart. I would really like to be, I think it's an octopus, where they, it's, it's a coconut octopus, where they carry around a, their house with them, and yeah. they're really cute, and they I like looking at videos of them. Um, what about a narwhal? Probably as close as you can get to oh, a man. unicorn. I would love to be a narwhal. Well, I would like to acquire both a narwhal uh, morph and a horse morph and see if I can morph them together. Absolutely. Totally get that. But yeah, I think in the meantime, a narwhal would be pretty fun. Um, I probably also said this before, but a mantis shrimp. Yeah. Because I think it's not fair that shrimp get to see all the colors and we do not. Yeah, that's a good one too. I'd like to know what other colors there are. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I think that's the end of class. All right. Um, homework. Uh, you already heard about it in the last episode. Yeah, we fully did not read the back of book 7.5. Um, yeah. The next episode you'll be hearing, we'll be reading book nine, I believe. Um, but you already have heard the homework for that in episode eight, so. Yeah. Please enjoy our sloppy out of order recording and, uh. Can I assign different homework? Sure. My different homework that I want to assign to everybody is, if you're not already, follow us on Instagram. Okay, so like real homework. Got it. (laughs) You don't have to. It's just optional homework. It's extra credit homework. Follow us on Instagram because I make memes sometimes about Animorphs late at night. (laughs) 
like and i started posting photos of cats yeah so come check it out it's gonna be good yeah so yeah come find us on on instagram as the book report pod uh, and hit that follow button because you know do it um (laughs) because we've got quality memes and uh we want to hear you talk about animorphs with us and also follow us on facebook at the book report and if you have opinions or questions or thoughts or you know something that we should know our email is our email is uh we love animorphs at gmail.com and if you have spoilers send us don't send them but if you do think we have to have them like maybe it's an interview and there's a spoiler in it put spoiler in the headline and we will have someone else read it and make sure we get the right information from it and if you are listening to us on a a thing that require that has a rating on it like apple podcasts give us five stars (laughs) write a nice review we love to see them that's my other homework just option extra credit homework great you'll make us smile yeah and we love to do that we'll we'll grade your uh, review and we'll give it an a oh hey actually we should do that if you write a review we'll grade your review we'll grade it absolutely yeah 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 100 percent. yeah well friends i think that's it yep all right bye talk to you later bye Should we start this thing? Yes. Oh, well, I want to say one more thing. Yeah. This book advertised it had a free Animorphs decal inside. Someone took it out already. Bastards.